You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 167, an extremely goofy movie. So extreme. This episode was brought to you by the patrons. That's right. To find out more about how you can get your favorite movie nominated, head on over to rotoscopers.com slash Patreon. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling, joined by the incredibly goofy and wacky co-host, Chelsea Robson. What a goof. (laughs) I am here but to enjoy the moment. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she says that because we're talking about a Disney sequel today, which is not necessarily one of the most beloved Disney sequels, but it is one nonetheless. It's on Netflix, which could be an indicator of its popularity and how much Disney cares about this film. There are some good Disney movies that are on Netflix, but a lot of times they kind of, if it's not one of their top tier upper echelon sort of films, it's like, yeah, here, here you go, Netflix. Enjoy this. Meh. <laughs> Oh, this movie. Hmm. Oh, my. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, when people put in their movies for like this, um, like this is your your full chance to get your full our full feedback on whatever movie you want us to to do. And it's when they choose these sequels, I just wonder, like, what are they looking for from us? Are they wanting us to go on rants? Are they wanting us to do this? I don't even know. But I have a couple rants. <laughs> Perfect. Well, this will for sure be a fabulous episode. This is like this is like the Saturday I you know parent wants to put something in front of their kid during the day while I do chores or something. Here, push this right. one on them. You know, right. like anything will do type movie. And we are of course talking about an extremely goofy movie, which is the sequel to. A Goofy Movie from 1995, which I thoroughly enjoy that movie. You can go back and listen to our review of that. And if you are a patron, we actually did recently a wrote a rewatch of A Goofy Movie and had a great time. That was so you can one. check that out there. But yeah, let's dive right into this, shall we? Let's do it. He's a son going off to college. Going already? See ya! Goodbye, my little college man. And going for the extreme adventure. Let's do it! Until... Maxie! I'm just a yearning for some learning. Now, only on video. One goofy dad is about to learn how to groove. presents a movie that proves no matter how old you are you never stop learning that family comes first even if your dad is goofy dad you're scaring people an extremely goofy movie now on video all right who's next over here (laughs) 
we are going to be talking about, as mentioned before, an extremely goofy movie. This was a patron pick by our patron, Sol. So thank you, Sol. She had other ones, um, but this was the number one that, one that she wanted. It was an extremely goofy movie or Shrek 2 or Mickey and the Three Musketeers or Shrek 2. So couldn't do all of those, but we picked an extremely goofy movie since that was the one that she wrote first. Loves those sequels. Now, <laughs> this movie was some basic general information for those of you who are interested and just want to, you know, find your bearings about where this movie's place in history is. The studio is Disney Toon Studios or Walt Disney Animation Australia. The director was Douglas McCarthy. The release date is February 29th, 2000. So not only is it an extremely goofy movie, but it was released on an extremely goofy day, the 29th. There you go. It only happens every four years. And as far as budget and box office, we don't have, but all the other information we got from good old Wikipedia. So, first thoughts about this film. Do you have any recollection about this film when you first saw it or you heard that it was coming out? What are your first thoughts or memories of an extremely goofy movie? Well, as everybody knows, we loved the first one. We have a very extensive VHS and DVD collection in my house. Um, because my sister basically buys everything or my mom buys everything from my sister. And this one, it has been like in like the top of her shelf for like so long. And I'm like, I've never had the desire to watch this, <laughs> which because the whole pl- the whole premise, what I knew was Goofy joins Max at college. And mm-hmm. I just the fact that it was a sequel and it was just it just didn't look nearly as high quality as the first and also like you just I could tell that it was you know you're just throwing a bunch of 70s songs in there which have their place but it's just I just it was never appealing for me and so I never I think I watched I did watch like one little scene at one point in time (laughs) and I was like yeah I'm not sticking around (laughs) to see how this ends (laughs) and it because it was the scene where they go into like the little the beatnik coffee joint and i'm like i'm just yeah i can tell this isn't my thing right now (laughs) from this one moment i am out (laughs) snap oh man see i'm i'm completely opposite so obviously i loved the first film i remember seeing it in theaters it was so great Goofy movie has still to this day a very special place in my heart and I think is very timeless and it's a classic. I I could watch it and stick it in right now and love life and have a great time. So obviously when an extremely goofy movie came out, this was in 2000. Now me being a Disney fanatic, this was just continuing to spiral out of control every single year that Disney came out with new movies and whatnot. And so this came out and of course... Since I loved the first one, I was going to love this one. And I I do have recollections, very clear, vivid recollections, being at a Blockbuster and looking up at the Blockbuster board where it shows all the new releases and coming soon and seeing an extremely goofy movie on there. And then later renting an extremely goofy movie. Thank goodness we rented it (laughs) instead of purchased because we uh, own the sucker. (laughs) I saw it once and this was the second time that I ever went back to it basically 18 years later so yeah but I remember that I was just so pumped for this 
because it's a goofy movie and I love these characters and the first one's so good and this one was just really a letdown. And I think honestly one of the biggest indicators, and this is definitely judging a book by its cover, is the cover. It is, yeah. Uh, when you see the cover and it's just Disco Goof and Max and it just looks bad. Like that, well, that alone it, it just kind of lets you know model. what you're getting into. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that it doesn't even look on model to the first one is really what gets it. And that I'm is still a problem to this day with uh, well, lots yeah. of great Disney movies. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But I feel like that is the biggest selling point. Like, you can't skimp on the cover, people. I don't even care what <laughs> what the movie is. Like, we've watched several movies where it's like, the only reason I wanted to watch it was because the cover looks so cool. <laughs> and they're skimping on the cover, which just makes it look really cheap. And I just wasn't into it. Yeah. So I, I'd forgotten about the, the main plot points of this film. I remember that Max was older that he goes to college, but it completely erased my mind the X Games subplot, which is actually like the main plot. It's not really about college at all. It's, no. hey, Max was really good at skateboarding in that one scene in the first movie. Let's keep capitalizing on that and make the whole movie about him skateboarding because this was the 90s. Hello, well, X Games. <laughs> and Disney did purchase ESPN. Therefore, let's really market this as much as we can. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and that's like, really, it's like the, you start out and I'm just thinking, um, skateboarding, this movie was brought to you by the X Games. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the fact they're able to use like the X Games branding and logo, it's uh, very clear that Disney had permission to do that because, you know, they does, does ESPN own the X Games? Yeah. Okay. Disney owns ESPN, ESPN, like, so they just own everything. So they're just right, like, right. Let's, so it's just like, let's cross promote where we can. And it was actually very interesting to see that in a film, just like that blatant, you mm -hmm. know, a, a brand that you're familiar with in kind of a movie like this. Usually it's like made up and everything else about this situation, the, the college, the, the college, the fraternities, those are all made up. Like the college is just called state. And then the different fraternities aren't real fraternities. They're just, you know, one part of the three letters of fraternity gammas. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing really real or tangible that exists in the real world, except for the X Games, brought to you by ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so why not? That's, I, I completely had forgotten that Goofy gets involved with going to college. That, that subplot I forgot about. Um, so I, and I do very clearly remember the beatnik scene with the snapping. Like that was one that always stood out to me as a very interesting part of this movie. Um, so let's just dive into it, talk about it, dissect yeah. it, rant about it. Well, we're going to go, we're, this is going to be lots of ranting at this point. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Um, so the very first, I can tell that this the writing in this is just so simplified in the fact that it's like almost tv writing like setting up the plot i mean and i feel like okay at this moment i have not seen the full movie i know that there's something obviously to do with x games now having been three minutes into it and seeing what they're doing um okay so i feel like i i can tell you what the plot is going to be and so this was my prediction at the beginning what the plot was going to be to max's horror goofy decides to go with max and to college and then plays in the x games with max and then they win because of some application of the horseshoe talk that he just gives max realizes that he loves his dad again and everyone is happy 
And I was pretty dang close. <laughs> yeah, you weren't that far off. Right. I, I don't think I was. I really didn't try to hide what was going on here. No. And they just, but, and I feel like the rest was just kind of filler, though. I, the, the fact that they threw in all these other little tiny things, like, but that's still the, the basic thing, except for the fact that, like, Goofy joins the opposite team in the beginning. But I don't know. It's even then, he never really goes against his son because Goof can't go against his son. Like, he's, yeah, one of, he's goofy. Yeah, one of the problems I have as I was watching this is this completely kind of negates and ignores all the lessons learned in the first movie. It's yes. like, he, which he learned to love being a goof. He loves his dad. His heritage is really something that's important to him and not to be embarrassed and to be proud of. And then it seems through the three or four years that he was finishing up high school, forgot all about that and basically was back to square one. And so as far as the things that they discover and learn and the morals and the lessons in this film, it's just, hey, that was really cool in the second film that Goofy's a goof and Max is embarrassed by him. Let's do it again. And I didn't necessarily love seeing that happen again. And we see it even at, you know, this very beginning scene where they're barbecuing. The kids are too cool for school. They're talking about X Games. They're skateboarding. They're on his bike. They're on the rollerblades. And they... And the parents are just kind of like, whatever. And then there's the, you know, the scene where Goofy's trying to be very sentimental. He gives them, he wants the bear and the, and and Mm -hmm. Goof, and Max is like, no, I don't want that. That's embarrassing. Like, there's kind of hitting, and then, oh, well, this is, this thing has been passed on from generation to generation. This was my dad's, and then mine, and now it's yours. Uh, I guess, here we go, Navigator. It it, it was hitting the same plot points. And I'm like, ugh. Really? I would have liked to have seen them maybe start this at a different place where their relationship was still good and there was something else to explore. Maybe something that broke it or strained it. Uh, you know, going away to college would do that. Yeah. But the fact that it was really essentially the plot of a Goofy movie or key elements of that, at least the tension between yeah. father and son, just in a new scenario. And, yeah, and it is, no it is the exact time. same scenario because, you know, they're trapped in a car together traveling in the first one. And he has to figure out how to make it work and love his dad and make the best of it. And this one, you know, through the circumstances with Goof's job or Goofy, Goofy's job, he, he's stuck in the same college with his dad and has to figure out how to make that work. Yeah, I totally 100 percent agree. I just was like, I feel like I should just watch the first one, which I just enjoyed so much more (laughs) first i mean it goes straight into it and like he's you know goofy is still trying to be mr loving dad mr i'm gonna still take care of you even though you're like you know anyway this is true millennial situation right here like (laughs) even though you are going off to college doing your thing i'm still you know that that parent generation is still like holding on as tight as possible. The helicopter parent who <laughs> is always involved, does not want to let go. You know, and I, I, I do like the sentimental moments because, you know, we do see the two sides where, you know, the typical college kid is very pumped, excited, can't wait to get out of the house, start a new life. College is this place where you get to see new thoughts and ideas and meet new people and, and kind of reinvent yourself as a person. Right. And, 
And then there's the parent who they love their kid. They want to see them grow up, you know, because even Goofy's saying, you're a man now. He's excited for him. But then there's that sense of sadness where, you know, this era where you're my son and I'm the caretaker over you for the most part and really responsible for you is being slowly let go as, as you are leaving the nest for the first time. Right. And then it goes into the morning after when he leaves, like, you know, Max is just like, see ya, get out of here as fast as we can before, you know, Goofy wakes up, you know, basically. Uh-huh. And then it's like, uh, and then it goes into this moment of, you know, Goofy walking around the house and then this music starts playing, which I was not a fan of any of the music in this movie. And <laughs> It was just super, okay, this, it was, it started out at this point in time where I was like, this just does not fit. And it's, and I'm not saying that the move, that the music itself was bad in and of itself, but I'm saying I felt like it was made for a different movie and then retooled because they needed something and then we'll just make it fit. And like everything about it, it was just had nothing to do with goofy it just felt so out of place everywhere and it it just had no like cohesive bond like in the first one i felt like i still listen to the whole score of that soundtrack every once in a while it's just there's different moments like ah yes this part this is the you know high dad soup moment you know it's there's just lots of things but this one it obviously because it's direct to video you're not going to get as much but they still paid somebody Mm mm-hmm guy who is in charge anywhere you say music on this page it says who was over music his name is steve uh, bartek and you look at his stuff and it's not like he is you know a newbie at any time he's been going at this since the 80s so obviously he's like a good musician composer slash whatever his job was but it just did not fit and Mm -hmm. i was that was my main like beef through the whole thing every time something emotional happened or something where it's like this is where the score would be great it just became it just totally fell flat like this just does not fit goofy and so that was made that made me very sad that was one rant that (laughs) (laughs) okay i got that rant over with (laughs) yeah i completely agree that one of the key things that makes the first movie stand out and i keep Sorry, I keep mentioning the first movie, but how could you not, you know, reference the two? But were these really cool, unique songs that the characters themselves were singing, and they're just so memorable and so fun. And I understand why they maybe didn't want to replicate that. I think they kind of trying to move away from every animated film has to be a musical. Right. And, We're entering and so the two thousands, <laughs> right? Yeah, which definitely is a shift in the genre, especially yeah. from Disney. We, especially, we do see some of their films still have music, like Brother Bear and Tarzan, but they're they're less the characters singing rather than we're just going to have songs that are original to this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later films, or even you know some during that time, just didn't even have the songs at all. So definitely, this is indicative of where the studio was going. And I'm not quite sure, like, I don't love the music, obviously, but I don't think adding them singing songs would have made this any better. It probably would have made it worse and and cheesy, especially based on the key plot points. I'm trying to think of where unique songs could go. And, you know, maybe you have, like, a melancholy 
goofy song who's sad about his son and it just doesn't seem to fit so i'm fine there are no songs but that's really one of the things that made the first one so unique and stand out and i'm kind of wondering like why did they feel they needed to make this movie five years later maybe that's just because they were just making sequels out the wazoo for everything but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah music not so much there's this one song where he's like walking to the cafe or something and it's just this like don't give up, don't give in, jazz pop fusion thing. And then I'm like, what the crap? (laughs) I just feel like if this were an indicative of the 2000s, I'd be like, oh, no, take me back to the 90s, you know? But (laughs) I was just like, where the crap did they get this stuff? And then, this is just my own personal thing, it's like, then if they're getting this type of crap, why can't they get, I mean, I need to get some stuff out that's like even just better than this and I should be making more money. So anyway, <laughs> that's also where my like passion for this comes from. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. If this person made money on this, what's my problem? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So one thing that I think is interesting is that Goofy has yet another sort of blue collar, blue collar job. And yeah. I'm not sure what his job history has been over the past few years, but no longer working at the Sears Photo Studio. It seems that his career as a child photographer at the Sears Photo Studio or Kmart Photo Studio or whatever in-store photo studio <laughs> is no more. He, it did not work out, so he's working in an assembly line at some widget factory. And where did Pete go to work after that? That's my question. Well, so this is what I was thinking. As I was watching this, I, was, I don't think we really talked about this in the first film, but maybe we did. But Pete lives the lifestyle of someone who's not necessarily uh, doing what Goofy does. In the first film, it's not really clear what his job is. I don't think he's a fellow photo... I don't think he's a fellow photographer like Goofy. Like, maybe he's the manager of the store or something. But you don't have a giant RV like that and you're working hourly, you know, at the photo center. (laughs) Right, right, right. So we did not get to see what Pete's profession had changed into. But basically, I just assume he's some sort of entrepreneur. He's really good at what he's doing. Um, Or maybe he just married into money. Well, that was another thing, is that they they (laughs) completely ignore the the wife that is in the cartoon show. And the little sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm very interested in. Can we talk about the divorce that happened oh, here? Yes. Because that clearly Peg is a thing. The fact that the either they just didn't want to model these characters out, which is more than likely. They're like, let's keep this the bro show where only boys are allowed. Uh, and so they, yeah. they did that both in the original and this one. But uh, the the wife was super cool. And I can't even remember her name. I think it was Peg. Peg. Maybe Peg. Um, we'll go with that. If we're wrong, whatever. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Pete's wife. What, Goof Troop? Yeah, Goof Troop. He's dead. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Peg. <laughs> hold on. Oh, wow. Pete's The Pete's fact wife. that that is still in my head. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, so Peg was super cool, an amazing character. They PJ had a sister, and they're never mentioned at all. So the obvious Disney theory here... Pete got divorced, mm-hmm. and he got to keep the son, and or, or PJ chose to live with him because he was in high school at this point. And usually around that time, kind of the kids 
say, ah, I'm going to live with dad. And it, it's just funny. Usually the, the boys tend to go live with their dad and the girls live with their mom. Like that very obviously is what happened here, right? That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Which so, is a bummer, but it was the 90s, and, and that's just typical of our society now. There's a lot of children and families that are divorced, and, you know, I wish they would have maybe talked about that a little more. That I mean, I, if that's really the case, I'm just acting as if it were true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it's non-discussed for multiple reasons, I'm sure, because it wasn't his... See, now, that could have been, like, a story frame instead of just doing the whole goofy thing again. Anyway, um, but I think what happened was that... You know, because of his extravagant spending on his low income comparatively to, you know, working, even being a manager at this little photo center, you know, probably not going to warrant getting all this. So my theory is that Pete was such an extravagant spender, had no idea how to keep a budget. And then Peg just got like fit up. And, you know, when the government came to repossess things because of failed taxing, you know, you didn't pay taxes on things. Well, she was like, you know what? I got a divorce. I got to get my way out of this. That is my theory. Hmm. Yeah. Going to the Disney's goof troop dot com. <laughs> it has a summary of Peg um, as her appearances in a goof troop. It says most of Peg's appearances on the show put her in opposition to Pete uh, as husband, wife, often are sometimes often through peace handling of money and or treatment of their children so man you must have had this cataloged back from when you were watching goof troop 30 years ago (laughs) (laughs) she is often seen make uh taking goofy side in peg of the jungle peg along with goofy max pistol and pj teach pete to be more sensitive when pete forgets their wedding anniversary oh gas (laughs) Uh, see classic this is what happens According to Peg, Pete used to be a much more attentive husband when they first married. Pete eventually gets the message via a scam to make Pete think that he had to win Peg back from a bunch of tribal lookalikes. That last sentence there, I might have to reread that or watch that episode. But anyway, uh, other appearances often feature her real estate business, though, has never gone into detail. So, again, they just... uh, She's even in the film or even in the show had conflict. Yeah. With, That's uh, what happened. With... I'm just going to go with that. The undiscussed so, story of Pete. Anyways. And it really, he, he wasn't shown at all as a person of interest in this film, though. No. And he the fact just... that we're talking so much about it <laughs> <laughs> goes to show how interested we are in the actual film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, Jim Cummings alert. They had him come in for Pete, but then I counted him in at least three other roles randomly. Mm. And he's not credited as these people on on IMDb, but I counted. I was like, no, I know my Jim Cummings voices, and that is him. What was the other roles that you caught him in? He was one of the professors. So, like, he was the one that's like, test his clothes or whatever. Um so he was that one, and then I also caught him at the very beginning when he, like, first goes to the school. Um, oh, I forget the characters now, but there were, like, three serious, like three parts. So I was like, yep, that's him. Yep, that's him. And they're all, like, random, you get two lines <laughs> right, type right, characters. Right. And nice. so who, they've got Jim Cummings. Use him. Exactly. Well, so going back to the movie, 
Do we have it's to? Time. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for Max to go to college. And I wasn't quite sure how far away this college was because then when Goofy ends up coming to college, I'm like, did Goofy have to necessarily live on campus or in the dorms? Could he have just lived at his home? Uh, I, I imagine, no, now, now thinking through it, it clearly had to have been far away because he's like, I'll see you at Christmas. You know, if you were in, in and around town, you most likely would see your family a little more than, you know, I mean, it seems a lot like Iowa or something like that with all the cornfields. <laughs> right, so right. like it has to be somewhere middle America there. You have to travel pretty far mm-hmm. to get any type of. I mean, yeah. Goofy weird. loses his job. And then this is the, the whole. Oh, the boss was just... the boss of his his job. His assembly line was Jim Cummings. Ah, nice. That was one of them. But one of my favorite parts is he goes to the unemployment center and the unemployment oh center says, sorry, can't help you. You need a college degree. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's the point of these centers. A lot of people who go to unemployment centers don't have college degrees. This is a highfalutin temp agency. Let's just what? say that. <laughs> Seriously, where are you going? You need to go leave this place immediately and go find someone who can actually help you find a job because there are plenty of jobs that do not require college degrees and college isn't necessarily the answer for everybody. You know, it's not, and, and in this movie, it, it definitely promotes that. Like, you know, you can't succeed unless you go to college. Right. 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 And And this is, this is Chelsea rant number two. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, cause this was, this is actually a really bothersome mindset that I have because I've worked with so many people that they all like, you know, did the college thing. But the reason why they went to college was only because to get a ran, they had the idea. I have to get a random degree. Any degree will do for me to have a good successful life. And they have no idea what they really want to do. And so they just went to school with that idea. And then they end up working retail afterward. And then they're completely in debt. They never pay it off. And they just like start this cycle of, you know, I've got all these student loans that I still have to pay off, blah, 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 blah. And they never end up getting ahead. So did that really help you? No, it did not. And I just. (sighs) Yeah, the mindset of like, I don't care what it is. I'm just going to get something random. That's the crux of the problem. Right. No no goal or set that this particular degree is going to help me get this particular job. That's that's definitely a fallacy. Uh, that like you just need a degree and it doesn't matter what it's in. Um, definitely not true now. Definitely not true. Like and you, I am, yeah. I am 100% getting actually getting education for the goal for the, in order to achieve the goals that you have. But that's the main point is you have to have the goal first and you have to have the direction first before I would ever recommend somebody getting into 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand dollars in debt for a random degree. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that and the fact that a lot there are a lot of people that have made a lot of money without having a college degree. So those are all just because they had that goal. They had right. a goal that they wanted to do. And so they found out how to do it and they did it. Exactly. I have two degrees. It's worked for me. Other people, it has not. And other people, they chose not to and are even ridiculously more successful than some of the most successful people you could even think of. Right. So anyway, that's our, that's our little rant on college. If you, if you're going to go to college university, it really is a great life experience. It's something important to do, but like 
just make sure you have a goal and a plan. And that's what I kind of like, like shifting back into the movie. You know, we see where Max is able to have his 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 freedom. You know, they arrive on campus and he gets to skateboard around. He's checking out the new digs, the new place, the new city. Hey, let's go get some Java. I'm like, do people even <laughs> call it Java anymore? Come on. Did, it, did it, they call it Java at the time? That's my <laughs> question. <laughs> it's in this, this little like beatnik cafe that's like so out of his element. Like to me, I just don't see Pete or sorry, I keep saying Pete, PJ, Max and Robert Zimaruski, you know, their crew really like digging a place like that and fitting in but hey it's it's a new place they go they get some coffee they sit down and and listen to some some sick poetry which there are some poetry drams that i'm like that is really sick and awesome you know but the beatnik stuff is like uh was this ever really a thing except in the 60s (laughs) right did this really have a resurgence in 2000 i don't remember that at all so i was just really confused (laughs) Right. <laughs> oh, good times. We are hip. <laughs> right. I guess that's like if you're if you're trying to express very succinctly like this this offbeat cool person vibe. It's like, well, just just throw a beatnik hat on them <laughs> and some poetry and some snaps, and they'll get the picture of what we're trying to convey here. <laughs> right. Right. And well, and the, what's funny is the, like the girl in the beret in the cafe yeah she never gets a name that is her name on imdb beret girl in cafe and i'm like <laughs> you know and, and that's this really was this really was a no girls ar- allowed movie like, right. the only person that got a name was the girlfriend like viola or whatever sylvia sylvia i'm like yeah. i knew there was a y in there <laughs> <laughs> which is such a shame because i thought Bray girl in the cafe was such a cool character. I loved her character design. She almost had a Meg from Hercules-esque vibe mm, where she that. was just kind of sassy. She can hold her own. You know, she kicks the guys out when they're kind of harassing everybody. And I, I just loved her look. And I definitely, I think this was one of the, the things in the commercials that they focused on a little bit was her or uh-huh. at least the snapping, or at least this one scene got some play in those commercials. And so you kind of expected it to be a bigger part, yeah. but it's just one and done. And then off we go to the X Games. And I, I think it's such a shame because I really liked her character and they kind of jive for a little bit, um, Max and her, and, and they seem like, hey, maybe they're going to start hanging out, but that doesn't end up being the case. You never really see she, her again. Well, she ends up going for PJ because, you know, he's gone her way i guess i don't oh, know right, right, right. after oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 there's just so funny because i'm like i really want to watch west side story right now <laughs> <laughs> they're like coming at like stop the snapping <laughs> right right oh my god um so we have these characters who kind of are the main villains i guess and it's bradley yes bradley uppercuts the third which with a name like that and the way that he's looked the way that he's depicted and his character and his style it's just like i'm you know i come from money my family's 100 generations have gone to this school 100 generations wow like since the beginning of time we've been going to this place (laughs) i mean i can only count like you know, 20 generations right. in the U.S. for my family. But, you know, that's cool. Right. And then his friend Tank, you know, and, and, and they are 
it doesn't make sense. It's, it's like a square peg in a round hole situation because he's the head of Gamma. Oh, excuse me, Gamma Moo Moo. And so he's not a freshman. He's been here before. Yeah. They are the previous winners of the College X Games. But he he's depicted more of like this East Coast, you know, rich socialite, you know, with the name Upper Crust the Third. They're even right. trying to just like make this very obvious. But then at the same time, I belong at Harvard type. Right. I'm super good at skateboarding at the same time. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really good at the X games, which it just, I just don't feel that those two archetypes really go together. Like, it seems like they really wanted this stuffy character who to, to be an antagonist, but he also needs to skateboard because that goes with the plot. And I just don't see this guy's dad letting him skateboard growing up. He was more, much more of a polo player. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 Let's <laughs> I the whole time I'm thinking, is this supposed to be like the Tony Hawk, or is Tony Hawk actually going to make an appearance? Because that I would expect that, but no, <laughs> he did not. Yeah, uh, uh, Bradley Upper, do not call me Brad. Like, what? <laughs> right? That's even <laughs> another. Like he's so uppity. You, you need to call him by his full first name. And, and another thing, they just keep trying to have these two cross paths. You know, hey, these guys have a goal of being in the College X Games. These are the previous champions. Uh, they also are the head of this super cool fraternity that we want to be a part of. Um, and then they are taking the same classes, which makes no sense because usually freshmen have a very kind of set sort of schedule that you take. You, you're, yeah. you're not just taking tons of electives your first year, typically. You're mostly generals. You, Right, so either this guy failed it all and he's taking it again, but like, why is he in freshman classes? Hmm, I'm concerned right. here. Uh, yeah, so I just didn't love him. I mean, I got what they were trying to do, but I feel like it would have worked a lot better if we didn't try to shoehorn this X Games plot. And, and that's like such a 90s thing. I feel like the X yeah. Games were super big. And I mean, at least in the mainstream in the 90s. They've still been big since, but that was definitely as they were coming to be and getting a lot of recognition and notoriety. Right. So that was when Tony Hawk it. has his years. Right. <laughs> when Tony exactly. Hawk was big, that's when it was. <laughs> right. Right. So anyways, that's, that's just my little rant on the old Bradley upper crust, the third, but it's uh, the same and- thing with when goofy goes in too, cause he's stated as only needing one more year of college to get his degree. And yet he's in all of Max's classes. Right. Like, what? <laughs> it's not adding up here. And this is pre-online, you know, education where you can just finish your degree online. Right. So, of course, they had would to have saved force so many these guys. For Max. Oh, yes. It would have <laughs> if this just would have happened even 10, 15 years later, it would have been a significantly better experience for Max and Goof, although they <laughs> wouldn't have learned the lessons that they learned at the end. I guess. But, yeah, so, I mean, and Goofy takes it very seriously. He says, okay, clearly I've had a job without a college degree this whole time, but suddenly today I can no longer get any jobs without my college degree. Therefore, I'm going back. And so, you know, he, he goes back. And My other question see, was, who is paying for both of these college experiences? Because college is not cheap in the U.S. It is not free unless you have, like, full ride scholarships was okay i can take max as having a full ride somehow i don't but i don't either (laughs) but (laughs) maybe he was really good at something or other here but um yeah the goof is now jobless and now trying to go back to 
call. I mean, it just doesn't make sense financially. People probably should have taken lessons from Pete while they got divorced. They're probably, (laughs) you know, racking up those student loans, unfortunately. There you go. Which I think they need to get a job and quit skateboarding and just pay for college. There you go. The old fashioned way. (laughs) It's possible and people do it, my friends. It's true. Oh, we're such like killjoys. (laughs) We are. Like, hey, man, lay off our movie. (laughs) (laughs) Snap, snap, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Okay, so, you know, we've kind of just been talking about this. We're we're kind of talking chronologically through this film, but, yeah. Is there any any other, like, key things that you want to talk about as far as scenes? So, obviously, Goofy hits the scene. He's stuck in the 70s. It's really embarrassing and lame. This is just repeating exactly what happened in the first movie as far as everybody bumbo. I'm embarrassed by my dad. He's such a goof. Oh, yuck. It's mm-hmm. Goof and Goof Jr. It's just, it's all yeah. com- coming back to me now. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Thanks, Celine. Um, yeah, no, and then you get to the point where he ends up, I mean, Goofy finally gets a girlfriend. So... But that was kind of funny how Max is like, yeah, Dad's new girlfriend. I mean, as though Goofy has had a slew of girlfriends. Is this a thing? Because <laughs> from my knowledge, <laughs> I don't think Goofy's ever had a girlfriend. Except for, like, I don't know, has he? I mean, we're not really given much on his old dating <laughs> life. <but. laughs> really not. <laughs> Did you catch Bigfoot in there? A shaved-down version? He's oh, in the yes. Yes, yes. Apparently, he's one of the... Uh, Entrance level exams were very easy for this college. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's talk about some of the animation in it. So through the whole thing, you can tell that it's like second rate type animation. Mm-hmm. Like It's definitely not what they did for the first movie. And it's almost akin to what they would have for the TV version. Mm-hmm. And... But then you would get to certain scenes, like right up here when we get into this part where they like go into this dance, like right before, you know, Goofy turns into John Travolta. Um, you have this like really weird CGI rotoscoping slash like, uh, I don't know. It was just a really weird type of animation that I was not a fan. I was like, this is so <laughs> off. Do you remember that part? Yes. And anytime they had, like, the disco things going on, too, it was like, I feel so just, this is just weird. Really weird. Gotta love the late 90s and their attempts at CGI. Well, and it it was almost like they took, like, the concept from having multi-plane camera and CGI and... You know, rotoscoping all in one element and that was this little dance scene like as it goes into and once again music horrible but <laughs> like they're like going up and you're like oh yeah man we're sitting at our little our dance groove place thing and I just this really turned me off mm-hmm. I can feel you <laughs> uh, this is like Chelsea rant day like I'm just like no I was so happy with the first and you had to go and ruin it with this one. This is why I never watched it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, it gets to the part. Okay, so he does his little John Travolta moves, which is like direct copy of John Travolta, which I I was down with. I was totally down with that. I like me some 
Saturday Night Fever. Boogie Down. Mm-hmm. It's Boogie Down. I'm good with that. But then it goes into this part where he's like, you know, Max says, yeah, it's the whole, I have my own life now. Get out of here. Da, 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 da. And this school is not big enough for two goofs. <laughs> and so Goofy is totally, completely distraught. And he ends up going to his class. All and at this alone. point in time, <laughs> talk to myself all alone. <laughs> but I, like he gets to this part and I'm like, is Goofy high? Did I miss something? Because <laughs> it goes with this like white room and then like psychedelic colors and some type of like Alice in Wonderland vibe. I was like, what the heck? We really went back into the 70s at this point. But I was really trying to figure out, was he just like super or so distraught that he was having these illusions or was he like high? That's my question. <laughs> uh, I'd say delusional. I don't think high <laughs> is something that they really want to get into on this film, although it would be perfect for a college topic. Right. That's a thing. <laughs> Uh, for sure on college campuses, but I, this is Disney we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, word from the wise, word of warning, they could have gone it out. Like, <laughs> kids, don't do this. Stay don't away. Do drugs. <laughs> but I mean, it was just so weird. Like, how did we get into that segment? I'm literally asking, like, how? What did I miss? Uh, or did they just do it? Like, because. To be honest, don't have a clue. Cool- clear recollection (laughs) i don't even know well as far as like the other characters we had bobby was back in this one and i was really glad that he got a bigger role Uh uh-huh it's just bobby playing bobby you know like oh he was so funny in the original people loved him so they just amped him up even more yeah i give him more people liked it and i was down with that i was glad that they gave him more of a role Mm -hmm. got pj pj yeah he was fine (laughs) <laughs> I didn't feel like it was like anything big or like, I'm no. not really like the biggest PJ fan as far as like, I'm not a super fan. I like PJ, <laughs> but I'm not a super fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then the only, as we said, the only person who really got a significant role as far as a girl is going to be Sylvia, the girlfriend. And she basically turns into the Adrian of Rocky when Goof is, you know, getting back focused again. Right. She sh- he really should have been like, Sylvia! <laughs> Sylvia! <laughs> oh, good old 70s. Good times. Not that I was there. Definitely was not there. But. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting it out there, guys. Chelsea is not 45. <laughs> I was definitely not there. <laughs> she just heard it was some good times. From what I've heard, from Ruby what I've seen. at that. <laughs> From the movies I've seen, you know, pop culture makes it seem like it was good times. <laughs> and then let's just jump to the X Games part because that's really the whole point of Max's story. College they, X Games. College X Games. You're right. Yes. Because they, maybe they didn't like really want to put them into like the real X Games because then they would have had to pay Tony Hawk. Oh, yes. And that probably was too much for the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so the X Games is obviously, I'm not, obviously I'm not, you know, someone who knows all about the X Games. So apparently there's, every team has to be a, a part of like several different events. So you've got to be an all around athlete. I'm not athlete. familiar with that at all. If that's like actually a thing or if they, right. Because uh, at no point in time have they ever done like a bobsled team, like throughout this whole thing. Well, bobsled the, is not an X Games event. No, 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 no. I'm, but I'm saying like he's in his little go-kart thing. Like, 
there's no point in time that he was, you know, shown as in a go-kart through the beginning of the movie. The only thing you ever see him do, Max, is uh-huh. being on a skateboard. Yes. And now he has to do all of these other events. It just seems like interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess if you are good at one, you are therefore good at all. Right. Is that what they're trying to say? Or they're just too lazy to put those other things in at the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to but, do more research on this. Well, yeah, we'll have to do more research. <laughs> if you have any inf- information, go ahead. Let us Let know us in the know. comments of the website. <laughs> <laughs> Inform us. What does the X Games entitle a team to do? <laughs> the thing that bothered me was the fact that when Bradley Uppercuss Third has cheated in every game that he's ever been in, and Goofy's trying to warn Max, but Max doesn't listen because he thinks he's in cahoots, because why would... You know, of course, Goofy would be in cahoots against Max, his own son. Obviously, he doesn't know his dad. But yeah, it's been how 18 years, presumably, (laughs) and he's still like is distrustful of his dad. I think we need to get Max to a therapist to figure some things out. His his daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have this giant accident because of whatever Bradley Uppercuss team the Gammas did. And now the X has fallen over on to both Max and Tank. And first off, I have major problems with this. The fact that there was no, like, fire truck on hand. Like paramedics. Or anything at an X Games event. This is not smart, people. Um, (laughs) And, like, they just, like, watch. Like, oh, no. Look, the thing fell. Let's just stand there and watch and hope that some, <laughs> it, like they come out of this unscathed. Like, what? Right. This is when you stop things and when, like, authorities come in to clean it up and make sure everyone is safe. But no, they, you know, must finish the race. No one is allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is smart. Actually, this was the only part of the movie that there was censorship. Because it was right after September 11th, and because of, like, terrorist acts, there was going to be another one, like, another scene where somebody actually knocks it over. And because of that, they censored it, took that part out, and just made it seem like a faulty something. And it just, like, skips to a part where they're, like, inside. So uh, I, I read that, yeah, so they did edit that out, but then all of its home video releases and Netflix releases, it's that scene's still there. Oh, is it? If you're watching it on TV, they edited it out. Oh. Oh, huh. all right. Well, that was just like on every article everywhere on the internet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this movie had censorship. I'm like, all right. <laughs> because it's so extreme. Right. <laughs> Uh, thank you for clarifying that to me. Sure, yeah. But well, got it from Wikipedia, another very you. reputable source, you know. <laughs> I believe everything that I read on the internet. What are you talking about? So that was my whole thing. Like, all right, so he wins the thing. Yay. Ooh, right. Yay, Dad. <laughs> and then graduates college. And finally. He graduates. Which? Finally. And gets the girl. Good Does he him. get the job, though? Wasn't that the whole point? That's the thing. It's like they make, once again, it goes back to the whole, you get any degree and your life is set. No. I mean, it would have been pretty sweet if it showed him being the boss of the factory. Like, hey, hey, kick that, that old dude out. Probably wouldn't happen, but. Probably wouldn't happen. No. Once again, goes back to the fact that, no, Goofy was incredibly unqualified to be the boss of the factory. <laughs> Just because you have a degree does not make you qualified. 
So that's why we still have interview processes. We don't just say you have a degree. Great. Here you go. It's like, oh, let's let's see what you did with that degree. Oh, man, it's funny. Good time. Anyway, it jumps to the point where, you know, you have the the reconciliation moment of, oh, it was fun. Like, yeah, we had our rough times, but it was good. Whatever. And then Max goes to give a the gift, which is his X Games trophy to his dad, which honestly, I would end up keeping my trophies at my parents' house anyway, so I don't feel like this was that big of a thing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to carry that around from dorm room to dorm room. But anyway, but he changes the inscription that says some type of really sweet thing. Um, and then, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> See, now that would have been cute. That, that was a. That was a problem I had is that they did not reference the first movie at all. Well, other like, than just would... copying plot points. <laughs> exactly. Other than just copy pasting this whole movie. I wish they would have like said, okay, no, remember how we had that really soft, tender moment in the first movie? We're going to bring that back. So mm-hmm. like right here, it says, you know, he comes off and he's like, you know, uh, when they're on the boat in the first one, or not in the boat, when they're on the car floating down the river. And he's like, you're my son, Max. No matter how big you get, you'll always be my son. And he now is saying it back to him. I'm your son, Dad. No matter how big I get, I'll always be your son. And I'm like, did you think I wasn't going to notice that you just copy and pasted that line and refurbished it? Because maybe you're trying to make it seem like it was, like, calling back. But it really just came off as lazy writing. I just, if they would have made it like, hey, remember that one time, Dad, how you said that to me while I'm saying it now to you, Mm -hmm. then I would have been totally good with that. But no, they didn't reference anything from the first movie. They kind of hoped that nobody would remember that we're copying everything from the first. Rant number seven or so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah. I wasn't totally right with all of my predictions from the beginning. There were a couple <laughs> little spots, but and you the legit end, predicted that, like you you thought and said, okay, yeah, nice, not bad, like, not too shabby. I mean, they did not rebring the horseshoe analogy back. Kind of. Well, they did in the fact I lost my focus. I oh, need yeah, to get yeah, back. Yeah, 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 but they yeah. didn't. I mean, my my thought was that they were going to like in the first one. They used the perfect cast as the dance move in the very end (laughs) i thought it was going to be something like that of like oh dad's going to do his horseshoe trick and like win the x games (laughs) that's literally what i thought was going to (gasps) happen and i think it would have been like a good thing if he would have done something like that but no it was just so extreme (laughs) i mean he did a really cool trick with it like made it go through all of these different random like tunnels and whatnot so hey it could have worked out. They, they, once again, they got sloppy. <laughs> they were mm-hmm. lazy. <gasps> but anyway, <laughs> those were my predictions. And I was pretty dang close. Um, not totally there, but, you know, I'm glad I was not totally there because that would have been really sad for them. So what would you rate it? What are your final thoughts on an extremely goofy movie? Okay, well, before we go into our ratings, I just want to say on Rotten Tomatoes, this film actually rates at a 57% based on seven reviews. But because of that, it is one of the few Disney sequels that on Rotten Tomatoes is ranked higher than the original, which 
is 53% for the original based on 15 reviews. And I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I wholeheartedly disagree with everything a part of this. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wholeheartedly disagree. (laughs) If I'm going to rate this, I am going to give this, honestly, 1.5 stars. It was watchable, but not quite enjoyable. And I had too many rants to make it enjoyable for me. I will never watch this again, most likely. And even if it comes on, I'm going to walk out of the room, most likely. Because <laughs> this is how I just did not enjoy this. Not quite as bad as Lord of the Rings, Bakshi <laughs> style. That was, I don't know, if I, did I even give that one star? I don't even know. But this was pretty down there as far as... I just felt like, oh, it almost ruined the original for me. Because I was Whoa. like, no, Whoa. why? <laughs> and it, 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 it was close. It didn't. Because I'm holding sure and true to my nostalgia. <laughs> but that's where I'm at. Nice. I, likewise, am going to give it a very low rating. I don't... Like, I, again, I was excited for this movie when it came out. When I saw it, I was disappointed, and I never returned back to it. And I've never really felt a need to until today as my obligation to the patrons. But <laughs> that being said, I, I, I'm like, do I give it one star? Do I give it one and a half? Do I give it two stars? And I'm probably going to just put it right around where you gave it, one and a half stars. I didn't really feel that this film did much. I'm not really sure why it exists. It, it does nothing really to make these characters grow anymore. It just says, oh, let's ignore all the lessons they learned in the first movie and then uh, do, do those lessons again. You know, and, and it's just very somewhat dated with the X game reference. Not that the X games are, are old by any chance, but it just kind of, it's definitely a sign of the times of the 90s and they focus way too much on it. I feel, you know, he's going to college Really just as a, oh, he, we've, we've aged him up. He's a little older now. Now right. he's going to college. But we don't want to focus on college. We really want to focus on Our other properties. Right. <laughs> so <that we> can... <laughs> so they, they just kind of like shoehorn this college X Games thing in, which I don't love. Um, Disney doesn't own a college. Therefore, it's not going to promote college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to promote X Games. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, there's the Disney college program. So there well, could have uh... been that. <laughs> that's a little different. Anyway. That would have been really weird if it would like... If he went to the Disney College program. It's <laughs> <laughs> like working in the parks. <laughs> like, you know, these two different worlds just folded in on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Max is literally working at the Disney parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wow, I, I feel like I have a place here. Which, I feel no, like I but- could- <laughs> I I know you're saying like oh he'd feel like he has a home there but he's like so anti that he's too hip and cool for school that I That's don't true. think he would love his life there it'd be more like torture in prison but anyways yeah <laughs> uh, just looking back didn't necessarily love this movie also we didn't really talk about it but why didn't they feel the need to have Max be older like again it's a, we have to age him up it's new character designs new models I mean only for those characters Goofy says stays the same but it just seems like they were really set on we don't want to tell any more stories in high school let's move on to college yeah and 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 yet don't even really focus on that too much i mean they do we see them in school there's fraternities whatever but uh it just there was so much opportunity i feel it was wasted didn't love this movie but that's okay so many ways you could have gone and yet 
you chose to just repeat the same dang thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let us know your thoughts. <laughs> Go to rotasnippers.com slash 168 and let us know in the comments your thoughts on Extremely Goofy Movie. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What would you rate it? All right, now on to the voicemails. Perfect tens across the board. Except for the German judge. Nine on that one. Hello, this is Alex calling in to give my review of an extremely goofy movie. To be honest, I am more familiar with the trailer for this film because it was included on the Tarzan VHS. However, I have seen the film a couple of times, and each time I have come away from it thinking, it's okay, but it's not nearly as good as the original goofy movie. Things I did like about this film are the voice acting, the story, which, while not spectacular and rather predictable, gets the job done, and the animation, which is of higher quality than you would expect for a Disney direct-to-video film. However, I did have issues with the direction that the screenwriter took with Bobby. I felt that he is better in smaller doses, like he is in a goofy movie, And I just thought that the weird sensibilities that he gives off in this film were a little too much. However, I think that this is a decent film, especially for a direct-to-video film. And I give it three stars out of five. Bye! Hello, Rotoscopers. This is Sol. I'm beyond excited you guys are doing this film. I know you guys love the original one, but I must say, growing up, the one that they would show the most on Disney Channel back when I was a kid, it was the sequel. So I like them both, but this one also has a very special place in my heart. First thing first, where is Roxanne? It would have been nice to have maybe, you know, a little explanation or shown her a little bit, but it is what it is. I want to talk about also about the animation. This is a sequel, and if you compare it to those straight-to-DVDs movies Disney used to do, the animation for this one, it's quite impeccable, I must say. Now, I also want to talk about the music in this film. Yes, we didn't get the amazing songs like in the first film, but this one at least has the epic disco number. I love disco music, so I think this moment is quite amazing. It's very memorable, fun, and that's all about in this film, just having fun, and I think it's just the quotes and the dance moves are very, very great. Also, I want to mention, how great are the characters in this film? The side characters, everyone is just very, very memorable and unique and creative, especially for me, the coffee girl, which many people call her the hipster of nowadays. I just think The quotes are amazing. My favorite one is, do you ever wonder why we always like wearing gloves? I just love the whole breaking the fourth wall. And as I was watching this film, I did notice some characters were wearing gloves and some not. Also, fun fact, you guys know that I grew up watching these films in Spanish. And something that I noticed was that the voice of Bradley in Spanish is the same as Cusco and the horse from Home in the Range. (laughs) Kind of just a a random fact. I think this film just has a great combination of action and romance. It just has it all. Kind of like Tangle, I know, weird comparison, but it just kind of have that element of action and romance. And I feel like also this film is very, very relatable to parents, to kids, you know, teens. 
and it just has a lot of heart and it's just a very very fun and enjoyable film with a lot of heart and like I mentioned the whole romance and action makes it like everyone enjoy it I personally think that I don't know anyone who didn't like this movie so for a sequel I think it's very strong beautiful ending to Goofy's story I totally just ruined your favorite movie. Oh, and there's so much nostalgia for you. I'm sorry. Well, I guess there's the fact that there is zero nostalgia for me. And uh, yeah, I really don't have much anything else to say. But (laughs) but hey, we'll make it up to you somehow. Okay, we will. All right, everybody. For show notes on this episode, make sure to go to rotoscopers.com slash 167. I mean, apparently... Morgan and I are the only ones who didn't like this movie. So I there's going to be lots of people who can share their their enjoyment for this movie in, inside the show notes. We will be there and wanting to talk to you guys and see what you guys thought about an extremely goofy movie. If you're going to tweet about this, make sure to use the hashtag animation addicts, like I'm addicted to animation. Or hashtag animationaddicts167 if you're referencing this specific episode. Our next episode is going to be... Drumroll. Come on, Morgan. Drumroll. What did I pay you for? <laughs> That's a horrible drum throw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're fired as the drumroll. <laughs> All right, our next episode is the long-awaited, many times requested Pocahontas. This movie has been on our list of things to do on the podcast since we started the podcast six whole years ago. So please send us your voicemails. It's on Netflix if you're in the United States, so you really don't have much of a problem finding it, really. And if you want to find it on Amazon, just find it on Amazon. Rent it. It's a great movie. So we will be talking about that one on our next episode. To send a voicemail, head on over to rotoscopers.com slash voicemails. Or you can call in by going to 406-646-6575. You can support the show on Patreon, Amazon, Audible, all things. It's cool. And then make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review because those really help. All right. Find us on our individual locations. I am Chelsea Robson. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and my website. I just redid that, adding more music from the songs that I have been coming up with. So if you'd like to check that out, please do. Morgan Stradling can be found on Twitter and Instagram. And are you still big on snapchat not really instagram stories are where it's at it's basically the same thing and instagram snapchat sucks now so (laughs) (laughs) well it's just so much easier on instagram because i'm already there right so that's why i stick with the instagrams all right well thanks guys oh this was fun oh yes so extreme so how many times can i just say extreme in this (laughs) podcast just (laughs) because a big x all right thanks guys until next time we We are are the the rotoscopers. rotoscopers